Hey, everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the podcast. Today is Friday, December the 20th. You guys, we're so close to Christmas, and I've got some great news for you. Are you ready? We're going to take a break from talking about all the Christmas stuff and the culture stuff, and we're going to talk about sex, and not the bad kind, as in comprehensive sex education. We're going to talk about the joys of married sex, in particular, as it relates to women. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. All right, you guys. So thanks for tuning in today. Thank you to everybody who is sending us cards in our Christmas card palooza. We are having a fantastic time reading those. Love that I heard from Esther in Switzerland, a little handwritten note from her. Thank you, Esther, for uh, writing to us. It's really fun. We're putting your notes up uh, as they are able to be put up. We're putting them up here at Firmly Planted Family. Love that we heard from Heather and uh, her family in Gallatin, Texas, or I'm sorry, in Gallatin, Tennessee. You guys, we are so excited to be seeing your pictures and hearing your stories of how the podcast is affecting your life. So thank you very much for doing that. I wanted to let you guys know that I am going to be traveling again. My speaking season begins in January, and I'm going to spend the first week of January, the 4th through the 12th, uh, speaking for the Florida Parent Educators Association's Marriage Cruise. And we're going to be going to, don't, don't feel too bad, I'm suffering for the Lord. I know. I know I can hear it. I can hear it in your voices. My husband and I will be in the Caribbean for that cruise for those eight days, along with my friend Todd uh, Wilson and his wife, Debbie. And so we just want to encourage you. First of all, if you're coming on the cruise, we can't wait to see you. If you're not, please pray for us because we're going to be doing a lot of work with marriages that particular week. And I believe, and I know my guest today is going to uh, agree with me 100%. We've got to protect our marriages. And so this is going to be a theme for me in January and obviously in February, uh, just to be encouraging you in your marriage. So one of the reasons I'm excited about today's guest is she shares that passion with me and her focus has been particularly on encouraging couples in their sexual relationship, which if we're honest, the world has done a pretty good job of messing this up. And so uh, my friend today is Sheila Gregoire. I've had her on the show with me before, and I always get great feedback. Whenever she comes on, I'm like, this is great, Sheila, because uh, I love to talk about sex. We should have, <laughs> we should be talking about it. Uh, Sheila is a popular speaker. She blogs about marriage. She's the author of eight books, including The Good Girl's Guide to Great Sex. She loves encouraging women in their relationships, both with God and with their husbands. Sheila Gregoire, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Heidi. We are going to have some fun today. I know it's Christmas. We should be having some fun. We should be having some fun. Yeah. Give the moms like a break from, you know, all the Christmas wrapping that still needs to be done. And the kids who are, you know, just there, they need you every minute of every day. So I'm excited to have you. You just told me that you're getting over a cold. So if we hear your voice crack, it's okay. Yes. But hey, I'm over it. So I'm almost <laughs> over it. And that's exciting because Christmas is coming. And I don't Christmas want to is coming. Christmas. Yeah. No, no. I just was a couple of weeks ago. I was talking to everybody about being a Grinch. You know, nobody, nobody wants to be around the mom who's like, I do everything for you people. And I got to thinking this is a perfect segue into having you on the show because sometimes, you know, as women, we, we, we can become martyrs, right? You know, oh, yeah. we, we're our own worst enemy and we don't even realize it. And something that you and I have talked about over the years quite a bit is this area of uh, intimacy, sexual intimacy in marriage. And you have a real heart to encourage these women that sex isn't just for your husband. It's for you. 
right? Yeah, it's like, for it's for the wives also. Yeah, like what if God created something which is supposed to be really amazing for both of you and which is supposed to help you feel better and more relaxed and more in love? Yeah. And instead of embracing it, we just ignored it and tried to put it at the bottom of our to-do list. Like, yeah. wouldn't that be or, sad? Yeah, <laughs> or, you know, you make it feel like it's on the to-do list. Yeah. And that kind of ruins it, right? My husband's over, you know, in the control room and he's like, thumbs up, big thumbs up. You know, the men, the men who are listening to this today, the husbands are listening to this going, I'm going to, where's my wife? I want her to download this podcast today. <laughs> because what we're going to talk about today is why sex is important for women in particular. I think we all know why it's important for men. And you and I were talking about this before the show started, that this is something that churches focus on, you know, wives should be taking care of your husbands, your wives, you know, husbands have uh, usually a stronger sex drive than their wives do. And so we tend to focus on that. And you said something I thought was so good. You said, you think that's making the problem of a wife lacking desire even worse. Why do you say that? Oh yeah. Cause like who wants duty sex? Who wants obligation sex? Like that's, that's just terrible. No woman wants that, but that's what we grow up hearing, you know, oh, the poor guy, he needs it so much. You just need to help him out or else he'll explode every three days. And, you know, (laughs) and like, that just makes you feel like, oh, great. So yeah, then we get out the to-do list and there it goes. Here I am. I'm leaking milk, you know, and yep. I've, got, I've got kids throwing up on me and now he Preach. needs me. He needs my body or else he's going to explode. And it's like, when do I get to matter? Mm-hmm. You know, when do I get to matter? And so, you know, we grow up thinking guys need sex and women don't. Because even as a teenager, right, you're told, oh, you better yep. watch what you wear or he's going to lust after you. So as a teen, you feel like my body is bad and... Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and he and all guys are lusting, but I'm not, <laughs> which is, okay, right. here's, here's a total aside that really bothered both of my girls because both of my girls said they, they were totally unprepared for turning 14 and 15 and suddenly mm. noticing guys six packs. And so they thought that they were like weird or something because they didn't know girls had sex drives. So that's just a bad <laughs> message, right? Well, and, but, and I want to, I want to just, I want to say something too. You're not saying, you're not knocking modesty. You're not no. saying, Hey, whatever you want to, doesn't matter if guys are more visually stimulated than women are. You're not, that's not the message. No, what I'm saying is girls are not responsible for men, for guys. Mm-hmm. sin. And when we, when we phrase it that way, then girls can feel like I am the cause of sin. You know, my body is the cause of sin and guys want sex and I don't. And then they grow up and they get married and this message gets, then, then other messages are adding on to it. Like if he doesn't get sex every three days, he's not going to feel loved. He's not going to be able to talk to you. He's going to emotionally withdraw. And you just kind of feel like God is using your body. Like he's forcing you to do something or else God's going to be mad at you. Well, talk to the woman who that is her reality. Yeah. I mean, so that that is her reality. So if so she notices, okay, it's been three days and my husband's emotionally withdrawing from me. He's not talking to me. I feel like I've done Mm -hmm. something wrong. I'm getting the silent Mm -hmm. treatment, whatever it is. And it sort of perpetuates that it really does. It I mean, what has just happened is what she believed about it just got reinforced. Exactly. And now and now and because she doesn't really want sex to begin with, she's going to withdraw even more because now she's mad at him. And so this it's, it's all this really bad cycle. And so how do we stop the cycle? And the message that we often hear is that the way you stop the cycle is just by having more sex. And what I want to say is, no, hold on a second. That's not the way you stop the cycle. <laughs> you can't just force your body to go through something. What we need to do instead is go back to first principles and say, 
what did God make sex for? And God did not make sex so that your husband could feel great while you lied there and just wish that he would get it over with. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, doesn't even like, sound, that doesn't even sound good. No, like God is not expecting you to do that. Like God is not looking at you angry at you, ladies, because you're not letting your husband use you. And that's, and that's mm. somehow sometimes how we feel. And oh my goodness, that's such a bad message. You know, what God is saying is, I created something amazing and I, I created it for you too. And I want you to experience all of it. And when we see sex as like a duty, I think we're missing out on, on it. And we're not really able to embrace it the way we're supposed to, because it's always been seen as a negative thing. And so how can we see it as a positive thing? So ladies, I want to give you the positive message today. <laughs> hit me, hit okay. me, Sheila. I like, I like the okay. positive message. Yeah. Like, our, and, and I know I've shared this on your podcast before. So if any of you heard me like a while ago, you may have heard this before, but I'm going to say it again. I, I'm going to tell you a story. I was 13 years old and I'm sitting in church and uh, the pastor was reading from Genesis chapter four and it was the King James version back then. We didn't have the NIV. <laughs> so that makes me sound really dated, but there you go. Yes. And, and, you know, he opened the Bible and he said, and Adam knew his wife Eve and they conceived unto them a son. And I'm sitting there beside all my 13 year old friends and we're all giggling. Like the, the pew is actually moving. Because I think you and I think, might have been at the same church about the same time. Yeah. Because <laughs> we all think this is the funniest thing in the world, right? Like, <laughs> like God is embarrassed of saying the real word, but here's what's really cool. Okay. I grew up and I looked into that verse and the Hebrew in that verse for Adam knew his wife Eve is the same word that David uses in the Psalms when he says, search me and know me, oh God. Okay, mm -hmm. it's, this, it's this deep knowing, this deep longing for intimacy, this deep feeling like you're totally connected with someone else. And I think the reason that God used that word in Genesis was to tell us that sex is more than just physical. You know, it's this deep, it's this, it's this spiritual and emotional connection that comes as well. And I know a lot of us don't, feel sex that way for all kinds of different reasons. Um, a lot of us have a lot of baggage and we've heard these negative messages, but that's what God intended. And I think even knowing that that's what God intended is freeing, you know, mm, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. but God intended this to be a deeply intimate thing. And not just that, he intended it to be really, really pleasurable. And, and I'm going to, I'm going to say some words that might cause some people to fall out of their seats. I, I hope I'm allowed to do that on this podcast. <laughs> yes, you are. But I always like to do this because there's lots of people listening to this. So if you're listening to this right now, this is your, this is your five second warning. If you're listening <laughs> to this right now and you've got like an eight year old that you're like, you know what, let's have this conversation later. It's totally fine for you to turn off the podcast, <laughs> come back and finish it. Cause uh, Sheila and I are going to have a no holds barred conversation, which is the only kind I think to have, especially when we're talking about something so precious as sex in the culture. So there's your five second, I guess it's been 10 seconds now. All right, Sheila, you're clear. You're clear for takeoff. Okay. I want to talk about the theology of the clitoris. <laughs> Aren't you glad we warned you, everybody? Yes, you are. <laughs> because you know what? This tells us a lot about God. All right. And a lot about what he meant for sex. So let's think about this for a minute. The clitoris is not inside the vagina. Like, why would God do that? Wouldn't that make a whole lot more sense? Like, you know, because right. the, the clitoris is, is how we feel the majority of pleasure. Um, it's not actually through intercourse. So that doesn't mean that you can't feel good through intercourse. And 
I get into this a lot in some of my books. I don't know that we have time to do all of this now. But Well, but- I can tell you right now because I get letters all the time from women about this. There, There's a whole whole lot of women listening to this right now going, oh, <laughs> that's happening. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So, so God made us so that the main focus of our pleasure was outside the vagina. In other words, we weren't going to get it through intercourse alone. All right. Now, some women do, and I I, I know I'm going to be making some generalizations, so excuse me for that if you don't quite fit that generalization. doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. There's a whole lot of variation. But for most women, what we need is some special attention there. And if God made us that way, then that means that he intended for women to be the focus of attention during sex for a while. Like, let that sink in for you. Okay, so ladies, if you're feeling like you are running off your feet trying to get all the shopping done and all the Christmas gifts wrapped and making sure that the stockings have stuff for them and making sure you've got your grocery list planned for Christmas dinner, God knows you're like that. Like God knows that women are multitaskers, okay? And so God looked at us and he said, you know what? I want to give women a chance to be the ones who are served. <laughs> and mm. I want to give women a chance to not multitask. And I want you to be the center of attention. And so he made us so that we would need foreplay, so that guys would have to not be selfish and pay attention to us for a bit. And also so that we would have to just connect with our bodies. Because if you are trying to have sex and you've got a million things going on in your head, like what kind of cranberry sauce you're going to Which serve. every woman listening to this, right? It's every exactly. busy mom. Then yeah. you're not going to be able to enjoy it because it doesn't matter what he does. Our sex drives are so much in our heads. He could be doing, yeah. he could be the best lover in the world. He could do exactly the same thing to you tonight that he did three nights ago that had you in raptures. And tonight's so you were lying there thinking, will you just get it over with? Because I've got Christmas lists to make, That's right? right. You know, it's it's not about what he's doing. And so the only way that we can enjoy ourselves is if we can empty our heads of all the responsibilities we have and just focus on our bodies and focus on our husbands. Okay, I'm going to stop you. How do we do that? How do we do that, (laughs) Sheila? (laughs) How do we stop thinking about what needs to go in the crock pot tomorrow and how our kids didn't get their homework done and the clothes that are sitting, uh, getting, you know, moldy in the the washing machine? How do we how do we disconnect that stuff? Because women are multitaskers. And I think this is half the problem. Right. I've been married for 30 years. My husband and I've had lots of conversations about this. And there have been times I'm like, I know, like, I know I don't seem like I'm just into it because, you know, the crock pot, like I can't turn my, I can't turn it up. So how do we, how do we get from, from the space of being the multitaskers that we are and the, the uh, people that God has made us to be, to relax and actually enjoy being with our husbands? Yeah. And I I talk a lot about I talk about this a lot in my in my Boost Your Libido course, and I'm going to give your listeners a great coupon for that that we'll talk about at the end of this podcast, so that yes. you can you can get in touch with this. But here's here's a really quick tip, okay? When you are lying there, I want you to ask yourself what feels good right now, like what is wanting to be touched. Really, I know it sounds really stupid, like, and I don't mean that you're that you're judging your husband on whether or not he's doing the right thing, but if you are lying there. Thinking to yourself, when he touches the right place, then I'll come back to my body. But right now I'm thinking about grocery lists. It doesn't matter what he does. You're mm-hmm. always going to be thinking grocery lists. But if you say to yourself, what needs to be touched right now? You'll realize, oh my gosh, something's actually feeling good. And then you yeah. can pay attention to that and even guide him to it. You can talk about it, whatever. But I mean, what God intended, ladies, was that your husband has to focus on you 
and that you don't have to multitask. And let me tell you something. A lot of us feel like there's something wrong with us because we need foreplay. Mm. And so we rush through it because we think, oh, he must be bored of this or he must be getting tired or his hand must be hurting or whatever is hurting. And he must think that I'm frigid and all of that. And, and yet the average guy can have an orgasm in three minutes. The average woman takes 22. That's mm. how God designed you. And there's nothing wrong with you, ladies. It's just that God wants you to get a chance to just relax and be the center of attention. Well, and don't you think like here, I got another question for you. You're, you're like, um, you're my own like private Dr. Ruth. So I got another question for you. So when you, when you talk about this with women and you say, you know, the women saying, man, I wonder if my husband's bored, whatever. My, you know, I've only got ever had experience with one man. I've been married to my husband for a long time and we were both virgins when we got married. And so we grew in this area, obviously together, but I can, I can tell you most of the women I talk to and I travel all over the country have had the same experience as me, which is your husband intrinsically does not want you to lay there and be bored and hate what's happening. He He wants you to be engaged. He wants to know that he's doing something right. And so a lot of this just negative self-talk. And what I hear you saying is uh, you got to be intentional about even directing your Mm -hmm. thoughts. You got to be intentional about directing your thoughts. You got to be intentional about communicating, which is so hard for most of the women I talk to because Mm -hmm. their husbands are so easy to understand. And we are so much more complicated, truly. We are. And and our sex drives are more complicated. But again, that's the way that God made us, you know, and that doesn't mean there's something wrong with us. I think part of the problem is we tend to think about sex in men's terms. Like if you ask someone, um, when's the last time you had sex or have you ever had sex? The way that we define sex is man puts his thing there, right? You know, inside her and he moves around until he gets release. And that tends to be the definition of sex. But if you notice in that definition, she's not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Like she, and, and her pleasure isn't even included in that definition. And what I want to encourage us is to think of sex in a totally different way, the way that God intended it, where it isn't just about him moving around until he climaxes. That's intercourse, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but sex is this, it's this experience that you share together that is about both of you. And if in your relation, like when when God talks about do not deprive each other, he doesn't just mean let your husband use you, because if that's the case, you're the one being deprived. Okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like what he wants is for you guys to have this mutual thing where it's good for both of you. And I know it's not good for a lot of you right now. I'm, I'm not naive and I'm not, I'm not trying to paint too happy a picture. I totally understand that, um, you know, 36% of women have never or very rarely reached orgasm. I know that there's a whole ton of marriages where porn has played a huge part and where he's not even interested in foreplay. Like I know that there's a lot of issues, um, but I really think that if we can see this in the correct way, we can start having some of those good conversations with our husbands about, Hey, um, first of all, I'm not tolerating this. If you're watching porn, like that's not happening. Yeah. And you, you, you can camp on that for just a second, because this is actually coming. Uh, you know, I live here in Washington state and OSPI, which is the office of superintendent for public instruction. They are actually, this is really, really happening. You guys can Google it. I'm not even lying to you. They are introducing children to porn. 
What? Uh, start, yes, starting next year. And actually, I was in a meeting about it last night, and I'll talk about it at the end of the show notes for, for people who are here locally. But uh, very important for parents to understand, porn ruins men. It ruins yep. men. It ruins marriages. It will absolutely ruin children. Yep. And we shouldn't tolerate it. I, I, I got a letter from a woman a couple of weeks ago, and she said, well, her husband needed porn to become aroused. And I was like, like something's no. already so 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 wrong in that marriage so talk to the woman whose husband either he's he's a like she would say he was a casual viewer of porn and they've just decided well this is what makes our marriage exciting can you talk to her yeah so wrong um so what porn does is it rewires the brain so that's what's what's arousing is an image or a an idea rather than a person. And it actually changes the whole arousal process so that you can no longer get aroused by a relationship. So it's not about like whether you were a supermodel or not, it wouldn't matter. The fact is you're a person. And so that means that he can't get aroused by you. Porn is the number one cause of sexual dysfunction today. Um, You know, a guy is suffering erectile dysfunction, premature ejaculation, delayed ejaculation. A lot of that is porn induced. Um, Let's remember too, porn is heavily impact like implicated in sex trafficking this is not this is not something that's harmless the majority of porn today is violent um those are real women getting raped and even if they're so-called consenting most of them are high or else they're victims of childhood sex abuse themselves and porn is um increasing child sex trafficking around the globe so this is this is something that we cannot tolerate yeah, I read an article uh, last week, I believe it is, from a girl, uh, one of the principal players in the series just finished called Game of Thrones, which I haven't talked about on the podcast over here, but it just, the whole thing just, this, it disgusts me because we have normalized it. And she was talking about the scenes in that particular show where she was raped. She said that she cried through all of it. She had to drink to get through all of it. And I'm sitting there thinking, we've glorified this in the culture. And here's this yeah. woman. I mean, obviously you, you, you can say, well, she made the choice to do that. Yes, she could could have she could have said nope i'm sorry i'm out she didn't uh but she said how much damage it had done to her in that moment and and these women are having they're they're being abused and many times she wasn't but many women being trafficked for what we think is the pleasure of people who are viewing this stuff and it's it's hurt on both sides the person who views it and the person who produces yeah. it yeah and 30% of porn users are women so it's messing up us, us up as well you know yes. but but here's what's happened so you, so you get a guy from most from most marriages today for millennial marriages a guy's porn habit predates the marriage so he mm-hmm. was already using porn beforehand and what we often hear people say is oh just have more sex and then he won't need the porn or if you have sex a lot he won't be so tempted towards porn that's not true at all it has nothing to do with you it honestly doesn't the problem is that what porn trains him to do is to get aroused by an image, then he doesn't want you as much, or even if he does, he has to use porn to get aroused, and that's wrong. But the other thing is like, like what we've been talking about, in porn, there is no foreplay, okay? Like right. women, are, women are aroused by stuff that's, that's vicious and violent and brutal and often um, just very fast, and, and she likes it, supposedly. And so here he is. You get these two virgins who get married, perhaps, or very little sexual experience. He's grown up with porn. And so he has no idea that she needs foreplay. And she doesn't really understand that, that she does, or if he tries, it's very cursory. And then sex feels terrible for her. He thinks she's frigid because she's not reacting the way the porn stars do. 
she thinks she's frigid because she's supposed to like sex and sex is intercourse. And so they both think she's frigid. He gets mad at her. She gets mad at herself. And she just wants to forget the whole thing. <laughs> right. It's, yeah. just, it's just a huge, huge mess. And so, you know, if porn has stolen your sex life from you as a couple, then stop the porn, tell them this won't be tolerated but then reclaim sex, you know, and that's going to take a, a while. That's going to take a huge process because he needs to relearn intimacy. And that's probably a, a topic for a whole different podcast. But, you know, whatever the reason, whether it's porn or whether it's not understanding our own sexuality or whatever, like if sex has not been good up until this point, that's okay. But don't believe that what's happened in the past needs to be what happens in the future. Mm, it's and, so good. That's right. And, and if God made something to be this amazing, then don't miss out on it. You know, make it the most fun research project you're going to do this year. Like make this your goal for 2020. <laughs> like, <laughs> a good goal. That we are going to have amazing sex. And even if you've never experienced that before, um, I talk about this a lot in my Boost Your Libido course and in a lot of my books on how you can get there. Because it wasn't great for me. It was terrible for the first few years. Um, I totally get it, but we figured it out and I'm glad well, we did. Doing, <laughs> what we're doing too, I think as mothers, if I can touch on that aspect for just a second, what we're doing is we're setting the tone for our own daughters and mm -hmm. for how they will view themselves when they get married one day. And we want them to go into marriage with a healthy perspective on sex and to, to have it be something they look forward to, not something that they dread. And so often, you know, you know, our daughters here, at least I heard this growing up, you know, what a chore, exactly what you said at the very beginning. And we, we want to be sure that our children know that sex is, is precious and that God made it to be enjoyed by both a husband and a wife inside of marriage. And you've done a really great job of bringing that home. Talk to the, the mom for just a minute who is uh, listening to you. You have a great course and we're going to link back to it in the show notes today. It's a uh, Booster Libido. You guys can get 20% off if you use the coupon code BUSYMOM today. And we'll link back to how to do that in the show notes today. But to that to that mom who feels she's just, she's like, I don't even know. I, we've been married for so long or we're in this rut. I don't even know if we can ever get out of it. Can you, can you talk to her? Is there hope for that mom? There always is. And believe me, God did not make your body wrong. Like if you have never, if sex has never felt good for you, it's something that you can get over. It, it's going to take communication. Mm -hmm. And that means being vulnerable with your husband. That's a bit of a scary thing, but it is so worth it mm. because God wants you to feel passion. You know, I think the whole reason that he created passion was so that we could get a glimpse of, of what it's like to feel out of control and utterly in love all at the same time. Because mm. isn't that the picture of the Christian life? You know, that we're supposed to be a little bit out of control with God and yet very much in love. And then he made sex to mirror that. This is something he feels deeply about and that he wants us to experience. And it's something which is, which when it goes well, it relaxes you. It becomes this kind of um, foundation for your whole family. Because when you feel close to your husband, when you feel invigorated and energized and, and you're making all these funny jokes with him and you're relaxed with him, like everything else in your life tends to go great. Mm -hmm. And this is a blessing and a gift for you. So please don't see the gift as just something on your to-do list. Like embrace the gift and, and you know, one of, one of the things that I'm really passionate about is trying to figure out what's 
gone on with women that we don't see it as a gift. And so I'm actually in the middle of conducting the largest survey that's ever been done of Christian women, the most comprehensive survey of of Christian women's sex lives. And if you all could help me, that would be amazing because then we can get some good information and we can teach our daughters this right. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, it's so important. And I'm going to link back to that survey uh, in the show notes today for those of you who want to help. And I hope that a lot of you will uh, will answer this because it is so important. How long? So let's say there's a, a woman listening to this day and she's like, yeah, I'll, I would like to kind of give you my feedback. How long is it going to take her to when she starts that survey from the time she finishes it so that she doesn't think, oh, this is a 30 second survey? Yeah, it's actually quite comprehensive. It is 20 minutes long. Most people are actually getting through to the end, though. It's it's not a boring survey, okay? It, it's interesting. Well, we're talking about sex. It can't be that boring. <laughs> yeah, but I'll tell you, this information, I've already got I've already got three book contracts on it, and we're going to get even more. We're going to be talking to pastors about how to teach women about sex, how to talk about it in a healthier way, um, all kinds of stuff. Like, this can really be groundbreaking. But what we need is we need, we've got 18,000 women so far. I would just love to get to 25,000 by Christmas. Um, because the more data we have, the better this is going to be. So if you're married, if you've ever been married, even if you're divorced, um, we really need you. So please take the survey. It's just going to help so much. The survey does close December 31st. So if you're listening to this podcast later on, it might be closed by then, but but please help us out if you can. (laughs) I love it. And then you've got an awesome course for the mom who just like, she really wants to see sex as a gift, but she's lost her libido. She's exhausted. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, so many of the women who are listening to this right now can really, and honestly, Honestly, I bet you anything, there's a bunch of men going, that's my wife. That's my wife. <laughs> uh, and uh, I want her back. Yeah. <laughs> you know, who, took, who took my wife's sex drive? So uh, they can get 20% off of your course, the uh, Booster Libido. And you guys use the coupon code BUSYMOM. Mm-hmm. And I will link back to that in the show notes today. And here's something fun too. If you buy it before Christmas, I will email you some little coupons you can print out and put in his stocking just to let him know that you're taking it. And that can be kind of like a Christmas gift for your husband. Hello. <laughs> yeah. That is a fan- that's a fantastic idea. You guys, I, yeah. I, the reason that, that, uh, I'm willing to engage in conversations like this at the podcast is because I feel so passionately that the, the world has really taken what God made to be beautiful and good and perverted it and made it something that's, that's, uh, devastating and and even dangerous in many cases. Mm -hmm. And Christians, those of us who know the Lord Jesus and know that we have a creator, uh, my husband's always saying Christian married couples should be having the best sex of anybody because we can with reckless abandon say, thank you, thank you, Father, for this gift. And we're going to enjoy it. And it's something that you guys can unwrap together this Christmas, right, Sheila? Absolutely. Yes. And, and, and wouldn't that make a wonderful Christmas night? I think. I think so. I think so too. But so, so ladies, you got to get your stuff done. Okay. So don't bring all of your wrapping Christmas, you know, garbage into your bedroom. <laughs> That's just even more distracting, right? We, we're busy as it is, but this is worth uh, investing in and sex is precious and it's worth protecting. And so Sheila Gregoire, I thank you so much for coming on the show. It is always a joy to have you and to hear your voice encouraging women to see sex the way God sees it. Well, thank you for having me and thank you in advance to everyone who fills out that survey. You are so needed and I really appreciate you. All right. Awesome. For more information on the survey, and also if you're interested in getting uh, 20% off of the Boost li- Booster Libido course, which I know you are, guys, if you want to help uh, get this for your wife for Christmas, I don't think, don't get her a vacuum cleaner. I mean, unless she said. 
I really want a vacuum cleaner. Just don't do that. She has to actually ask for the vacuum cleaner. (laughs) Uh, But I hope you guys will go to the website and check it out. You can find everything related to this conversation and Sheila Gregoire and her ministry to married couples at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast. If you guys have questions for me, I would love to hear from you. You can submit those questions at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. And again, keep those Christmas cards coming. I'm loving hearing from you. You're encouraging the families here at the Friendly Planted Family Homeschool Resource Center. And if you can include a year in donation to the nonprofit that helps us keep this podcast on the air year round, and you can make those checks out to Firmly Planted Family, which is the nonprofit organization. We love you guys. We thank you so much for listening. Hope you have a fantastic weekend with your husbands. Hey, you guys get a get a head start on all the stuff we've been talking about. Nothing wrong with that. Have a fantastic weekend, you guys, and I'll see you back here on Monday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.